Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, and my good mate, Phil. Unfortunately, Kent can't make it this week. He's having a break, having a Kit Kat. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Phil, how are you? I'm doing quite well, Mr. Drew. I am still on the other side of the planet, still coming to you while it's nice and sunny for the most part outside, uh, but freezing cold, and you are there in the dead of night uh, in Sydney. I am indeed, where it is not so cold. It's <laughs> it's actually... It, it's it's moderate? I don't know. What what do you call it? It's, it's still... It's not cold. It's not hot. It's been warm. It's Goldilocks. Nice warm. Oh. It's been muggy. Oh, gross. That's awful. I'm still it's, jealous, though. It has been muggy. I'm still jealous. Right now, though. it's Goldilocks. Yeah, why? It's just right. I'm still I'm still jealous, of course, because I think. Well, let me have a look see. Um, hey, Siri, what's the temperature for today? No, don't tell me. I don't want to know. She's not going to tell me because I'm on the phone to you, of course, because I just forgot that I was. Uh, let me have a look. Of course. I'm actually going to tell you what the temperature in Leeds today not Sydney. All right. Uh, it's 12 degrees. You check your leads. Yeah, it's 12 degrees at the moment. The low of uh, 7, the high of 14. Tomorrow, yep. tomorrow, Thursday for me is low of 6, high of 12. Friday, low of 6, high of 9. And then we get through to Sunday, where it's a low of 3, high of 11. So, look at that. It's just perfect for me. The guy that loves summer, who... Packed up his things and, you know, a bit like Nelly the Elephant, packed his trunk and went to join the circus in the UK, uh, leaving the hot and coming to the cold. Oh, well, you're, you're going to love all the temperature here. So, here in Homebush, it is currently 17 degrees and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> during the day today, we're looking at hitting a top of 31 degrees this afternoon. Ah. Oh. Perfect. And apparently on Friday, it's going to hit a top of 36. Wow, it's already summer. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy about this. Uh, well, well, we can swap weather if you like. Or just swap countries. Well, yeah, maybe. Eventually. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Come you. back here. I'll, yeah. I'll go there and enjoy the cold. Look, we'll, we'll see how I go after, after a couple of months. Um, you know... There's there's potential talk. Yourself off. Yeah, exactly. There's potential talk of you coming to visit at some point in the future. Look, we'll see. We'll see yes. if I've. It's a work in progress. Exactly. We'll see if I've um, uh, survived the winter. Then let let's just say that. Because <laughs> I don't know if I will. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Let's see. Let's wait and see. But uh, no, this yes. episode. Sarah Moon will be standing there with a. A hairdryer trying to defrost you. <laughs> yeah, basically, it'll be like be a bit like um, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson in um, The Shining, basically sitting in the field, frozen solid. So that's okay. Oh, look, pretty much. Yeah, I'm fine with it though. It is what it is. I've got my house. I've got my lovely warm house. I've now got my mini as well. We've now we we are the proud owners of a mini, of course. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, need to learn how to drive it, seeing as it is a manual, and in Australia, manual is kind of phasing out in the world, but surprisingly not here in the UK. It's very, very prevalent, and in fact, it is the main is. main vehicle choice is manual still, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll learn that, but um, that's not the main thing we want to talk about on this episode. We might touch a bit more on me and the, my adventures here. The main thing we want to talk about is the fact that our, well, my favourite band or one of my favourite bands, and one of your favourite bands, Coldplay... Yes. Um, yes. ...has surprised us all this week by giving us some news and some updates on, you know, the hap-haps with them and what they're doing and what they're up to, um, and announcing what looks to be a double album, Drew. Yes! How oh, amazing. The excitement is real. <laughs> it is very real. I can't oh. believe it. Like, I... I, I, I it wasn't long ago that I was actually thinking about Coldplay and thinking about what's going to happen with them. They keep saying that they'll do like one more album and then maybe that's it. And they've they've said that like four times now. And here we are. Well, we've got they, another one. I remember a quote from Chris 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 <laughs> Martin saying that they're like, you know what? We think we might end it with seven. You know, there's seven Harry Potter books. Seven's a good number to end it on. Mm. 
and but here we are. this is this is going to be album number eight apparently, and it's going to be a double album, which means it's so, eight and nine. Yeah, so essentially, they started putting up some cryptic pictures the other day, and and then a semi cryptic message seems to have popped up on their social media and on their website. Mm-hmm. The letter reads as follows. Dear friends, my typing isn't very good, I'm sorry. I and we hope wherever you are, you're okay. For the last 100 years or thereabouts, we have been working on a thing called everyday life. In the classifieds, you might write double album for sale, one very careful owner. One half is called Sunrise, the other Sunset. It comes out... 22 November. It is sort of how we feel about things. We send much love to you from Hibernation, Chris, Johnny, Guy, and Will Champion Esquire. Drew! Oh my god. I know. I know. I'm all a tingle. Uh, your thoughts on the message? Your th- thoughts on the note? The um, the cryptic, but also quite, quite, quite well laid out? And- exciting Mm. what i can't get over is so i've read that off the website off their website there is also a countdown on their website Mm -hmm. the countdown currently reads at one day two hours and one minute and 54 seconds so that's what would that be for me that that'll be tomorrow at seven at eight o'clock i think What'd you, what'd you say it was one day, yeah. two hours? One minute and 40 seconds. Okay, so that's, that's for me, that's 7.30 tomorrow night. Oh, 7.30 tomorrow night, Drew. It's, it could be... Some, could something's going to happen at that something, time. Something. A single or They've said, something. I hope it's a single. I hope I it's a single. A single. Mm. Just a single. Just one song. Something new. Because we're we're talking about it. When when did was it uh, a head full of dreams? Yeah. When was yeah, when was that? Yeah. That was what year was that? Twen- uh December twenty fifteen. That came out. December twenty fifteen. Um, do you, I don't know if you remember? Did we have we? There were singles on it. Did they drop months or weeks or days before the album dropped? I can't remember. I'm trying to think about it. When I know we had, um. That one with the what the hell was the song? I, I mean, it's yeah, not. Yeah, my... I've 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 got I've got the singles list here from that album with its releases. Yeah. So, Adventure of a Lifetime was the first one. Of course, the monkeys dancing. Yeah, which was done by Andy Circus's Imaginarium, mm-hmm. and that was released sixth of November, twenty fifteen. So that single came out just under a month before the album did. So that's a bit like this, where where it's going to be just over, just un, yeah, just under a month before the album came out yep. comes out. November twenty two. The fact that we've heard absolutely nothing yet. Here we are now. There's news. It's coming. It's happening. And it's a double album. And it's a double album. I mean, I I, I hate that with some art- artists. They often drop singles a year before an album comes out, and you just you I end know. up with just like three singles beforehand, absolutely sucking up every bit of kind of fan interest. Here we are. They're basically going to drop the album on us in one go, and it is a double album. Like, how phenomenal, Drew. I love that Coldplay are giving us a double album. I love double albums. Like, mm. I, I love double albums. The two big ones that spring to mind for me, and I'm sure I'm skipping a whole heap of other ones that I adore, but the two that just jump to mind straight away for me are the Red Hot Chili Peppers' Stadium Arcadium. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Beatles, the White Album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pink Floyd's The Wall fall. I think Pink Floyd's The Wall also falls under a double album. What what justify what qualify what is that criteria? I mean, besides the obvious. Well, I'm going to look that up now. Because I, I mean, it's all well and good. Is it that there's a slight different nature to two halves of it to make it qualify? Or is it that it's because um, I mean, otherwise it could just be a large album, or is there only 
you know you can only have a set number of songs per album but that's not true either we've had some whopping albums before we have yeah I'll leave you to look but that what up qualifies what qualifies as a double album where are we everyday life so that's a mm. a double album all right we're going to the trusty Wikipedia. A double album, or double record, is an audio album which spans two units of the primary medium in which it is sold, typically records and compact disc. A double album is usually, though not always, released as such because the recording is longer than the capacity of the medium. Recording off artists often think of double albums as comprising a single piece artistically. However, there are exceptions, such as John Lennon's Sometime in New York City and Pink Floyd's Umagama? Umaguma? I don't know. Um, what else have we got? Okay, so it's basically just, yeah, a long album, basically. That, that But, I mean, in, I guess in, Col- yeah. in Coldplay's, Coldplay's wording in that cryptic-ish sort of letter that they re- released, it's almost like they're going to do one of, of two halves, an album of two halves. Um, I, I know that Prospects March wasn't so much a separate album as you say it was an EP. No, it, it's it's technically an EP. Ah, yes, Pink Floyd's The Wall absolutely qualifies. The um, a history of double albums here. The best-selling double album of all time is Michael Jackson's History, Past, Present, and Future, Book One, with over thirty-three million copies, which is sixty-six million units sold worldwide. The second biggest or the second best-selling double album and best-selling concept double album ever is Pink Floyd's The Wall with over 30 million copies or 60 million units worldwide. Yeah, so so I guess I guess um yeah, it's just basically down to track numbers and and yeah. you know, or or at least when it's too much to fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean I again Coldplay looks it looked like it looks like they're going to take advantage of the fact that they've got, you know, a, a massive number of songs, or just at least the, the track lengths are longer. Um, but of it looks course. like they're, they're taking advantage of that fact by tying it into the fact that they're going to have almost something of two halves with the sunset and a sunrise sort of theme to every day, which is interesting. I like I that. that. I, I love that. Again, I, as as I mentioned, Prospect March, which was technically a EP was in some ways it's not a double album but it was a second half in some ways to viva la vida and death and all his friends yeah. so you know yeah, we've got a different a head mix full, a, a head full of dreams they did it as well with the kaleidoscope ep yeah exactly and there were so many songs on it so it's almost just they they go for i i like this that, that it's we're almost getting that in one hit and now where do you think yeah. it's going to fall on the scale of coldplay do you think it's going to be more like i still think coldplay kind of hit their peak with viva la vida I don't. I really love um, Milo Zolotto. I do think that Ghost Stories was something. It felt like Coldplay were trying to be different, but they didn't kind of rebound to the normal beat again when they released A Headful of Dreams. So I just do you reckon this is going to kind of push back, not not to the same scale or gravity as what um, Viva La Vida was, Death and All His Friends, because that was just such a phenomenal thing in my mind, and that is probably peak Coldplay. Do you think this is going to kind of, yeah. kind of get back to that that beat of Coldplay sound? I think it'll get back to that sound. I think it will... Tonally, I think it'll be closer to somewhere in between Viva La Vida to Ghost Stories and then everything before yeah. Viva La Vida. Yeah. I think it'll... But, but like, obviously, we have no clue. All we have to go by is the fact that... that all the promotional material for this is having a very old-timey sort of feel to it. Yeah, it does look very much like that. It looks very um, written on written on paper that's you know very yellowy, yeah. sort of browny, sort of um, aged paper. Yeah. Um, old school, very posted kind of feel. And they, yeah, they se- they seem to be hinting at the fact that this has come from a previous century, and that's an exciting idea. That that has been their inspiration because when you look at it, they, they have taken inspiration with each album from somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's had a remarkable effect. The um, Viva La Vida, Viva La Vida took its, um, took its cues from the art world. Mm-hmm. 
and I, particularly the re- the revolutionary paintings like um eugene delacroix's liberty leading the people mm. which was also the album cover yeah absolutely i was going to mention that in fact i i love that and i love yeah. the beats that it takes and i love um you know i love the songs viva la vida and violet hill you know what yeah. what enormous in some ways anthems from for coldplay um mm. You know, you think oh, yeah. you think about oh. what they are and what they represent, and just this massive, you know, forward march of the entire audience, you know, that follows Coldplay and what they do, that what those songs do mm. for Coldplay, you know. Um, and each each yours and my favorite Coldplay songs have both come out of the Viva La Vida album. Absolutely. So that's why, again, I I stand by that that that's what I view as peak yeah. Coldplay, and I think most people view it as peak Coldplay. Um, again, not, yeah. it's not anything against the, the success of Milo Zoletta, which was, of course, the first concert that we went and saw Coldplay um, yes, perform at, which I, I love. That was, that's, from the two concerts I've seen Coldplay perform at, that's still my favourite, Milo Zoletta. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I did prefer I, the, the album anyway. Again, there's some humdingers on, on Headful of Dreams. You know, Everglow is such are. a wonderful song. Birds is such yeah. a wonderful song, up and up, you know. And him for the weekend as as a live song in a crowd, that's something that should be experienced. Yeah, that was terrific, wasn't it? I I think that Coldplay I appreciate that they experimented with electronics a lot a, a lot. Um yep. I thought yep. they did a wonderful job on ghost stories. Um, Midnight, I think, is one of my favourite Coldplay songs. It's one of the most hauntingly beautiful songs. Mm. Yeah, Midnight is incredible. It's such a hauntingly beautiful song. Like it's such a relaxing kind of. You mm. can you can imagine driving on a pitch I love black. It. Yeah, you can be dri- a picture driving on a pitch black road. The headlights, the only thing lighting it up, lighting yeah. the road up ahead of you, and then occasionally a, a crack of lightning in the distance. You know. It's that sort of song, and I think that that's so nice. Remember how good the light show was for it? Yeah, I, I loved it so much, and that's what that's what I think the highlight from A Head Full of Dreams is. The tour was, for me, was that. It was that, that yeah, idea of them the... them doing Midnight. Yeah, that was my favourite part. I, I think that... I pre- Again, I appreciate that they, they dabbled with electronics. I think they went a bit too far on A Head Full of Dreams... Um, good album, nice album, good songs live. I think I have a lot more respect for the album hearing it live, but yeah, yeah, I just, it just didn't blow me away so much compared to some of the other ones. Again, on the back of Milo's Iloto was just something else, like, especially after seeing that show as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, do you remember how fantastic it was? Here, this is where we start to get a little bit off or like sidetracked. Yep. Remember how amazing uh, it was during that concert, seeing the fantastic, that, that moment that Chris Martin says, all right, light it up uh, just before we listen to Charlie Brown. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, the Xylo man's all going off. Exactly. Here I am. I can, I'm just I can to see... I can see my Xylo band from here. I've, I've got it on my bookcase. Mine's safely in storage. Safely looked after. Jolly good. Yes, I wouldn't throw that away. Um, I don't know where my first one is, but I have both. I, I've kept them both. I have them I have them both, and then I also have the one from when I saw Taylor Swift in the US at the F1. Oh, cool. Yeah. And of course, they, they adopted the same sort of system, because Coldplay, again, they called um, Milo yeah. Band. Because the, the Coldplay. That's so cool. Yeah. Ah, another gulp of water. I... No, that's fantastic. Um... <clears throat> so you... I'm just reminiscing now. I'm, I'm thinking about how good, like, just how good both shows were. I, I think the biggest treat was at the Headful of Dreams show when they closed out the show and did Christmas Lights. Yeah, that was wonderful, wasn't it? That was such a surprise. And then Chris going, maybe we'll make it snow in Sydney. Oh. And then just shot the white confetti in the air at the end. But it was just such a wonderful... I think that, I think the thing that I love about Coldplay is mm. the fact that it's just such a wonderful... 
experience to see them live. And I know that they make a point of saying they make a point of saying on the I've got the DVD from Milo Zolotto. Um, yep. and they make a point on it in, and in a lot of interviews at Coldplay too they make a point of noting that you know it might be a fan's first concert might be the first time seeing Coldplay might not be you know make them get the show that they deserve um, give back to the fans let them have such a wonderful experience that they allow that, that us as fans allow Coldplay to make these songs let us enjoy it as much as they do. So I really appreciate yeah, what they fantastic. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, no, they they throw everything behind what they do. They really do. Um, you only have to look at like, I, I think that Milo Zolotto is my favorite live gig ever. I think. Yeah. Big call. It is a big call, but I think it is because I thought that that was such a wonderful. Uh, I think it may well be mine too. I, <coughs> I, I, a wonderful show, I, wonderful event. Uh, I think for us as yeah. well, the, the fact that it started to, uh, there was a lightning and lightning in the background or outside the stadium, and the fact that Chris Martin kept making the call of that's right. You know, it rained. It rained after the show. Yeah, it did. But the, during the show, the fact that he was like, "Fuck the rain." we're going to party on and everyone yeah. just went yeah and lost it was wonderful i, I remember mm. i remember this mm. damn and so i think that i'm i'm always so disappointed that i didn't get to go and see viva la vida yeah i am too i i wish i had made a bigger push at the time yeah cuz i look i loved the album when it came out and i was i was like hooked on listening to it all the time yeah but i just never made the effort to go and see them like i let it completely pass me by and i regret it so much yeah i get that oh coldplay so yeah so do you, do you feel like this new album when it drops on the 22nd of november and perhaps the single that we'll get tomorrow do you think that it's something mm. that will blow the socks off us like in the sense that do you think it'll be back to original Coldplay do you think that do you reckon they're gonna be s- different because they, they never go backwards they always go forwards so I reckon it's gonna be new it's gonna be different but I think if we're going to compare tones I think tonally it sounds like they're gonna be heading back toward their older style <coughs> but do you reckon that they'll stick with the whole electronics thing, or do you reckon they'll kind of give that a miss? I reckon, for the most part, it'll be gone. I hope so. I Again, I, I think that Coldplay did a great job of it, but I think that they need to go forward from here with it. Of course, the big excitement thing is, for me, that I may very well be seeing when that next tour comes out, because no doubt this will be a tour. One, this isn't going to be like Ghost Stories, yep. which was intimate shows. I think that will be... I'll be having to see them. I'm just getting a strepsil because my throat's getting really dry. Um, I think that I will be having to see oh, them here in there. the UK. Drew. You may well do. Hmm. You may well see them there. It depends. It, it depends on when they... If Okay, let's assume they're going to kick off a tour. When are they going to kick it off? Where is it going to kick off from? Yeah, exactly. We have no idea. No, we, we don't. We really don't. Um... But that's also kind of exciting. Well, it is, and and uh, I'm just walking back upstairs again. I'm walking around my apartment because I can. <laughs> As um, you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think if I have to look back at things with Coldplay, things I love about Coldplay, things I don't love about Coldplay. Yeah. Is that. Whenever they do anything, they don't do it half-assed. Whether I agree with it no, or they not, never have. no, exactly. Whether I agree with it or not, um, you know, that's the thing that I may not love. So I may not love all of their, you know, songs and styles and what they've come out with. I may also not love the fact that I missed out on being being able to see them with ghost stories. But, uh, you know, I really wish I'd been able to go to the Enmore show for Ghost Stories. That would have been really cool. Well, and, th- and that's it. That's it. The fact that they filmed that film clip for 
What is it? Song called? Sky full, of, sky full of Stars. Oh, the video in Newtown. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the film clip. Because the they that. did that. They because they did that just before they did that bloody show, and I missed out on seeing the show. Yeah, I think you the, also missed coming to the courthouse that day to be a part of that music video. Yeah, because I was at work. Yeah, and to be fair, <coughs> I wound up not being in the video because I had to go to work. Mm, Drew, you're already there. But you we know two around. people that are in the video. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So what I love about Coldplay is that they do things so. Um, full on like they adopt the style the fact that so other bands do the same sort of sound all the way through slight differences but they always play to their strengths <clears throat> yeah the fact the fact that Coldplay kind of will change so much of their style to suit what they're looking to do so again the fact that that um Ghost Stories was so intimate and dreamy feeling and small versus something like, you know, Viva yeah. La Vida, which is such a loud, you know, anthem-based album. Um, yeah. It, it did have... No, it thing, really is. Yeah, and it, had, and it had things like um, Strawberry Swing and... and um, yes. <laughs> my favourite, Viva La Vida. The fact that it has such interesting instruments being used for it... Mm. Um, yeah, the fact that they do and things it, so full on again, you either love it or you hate it, or you're in the middle, doesn't matter. They do everything, they do it so full on that I'm so they excited. They, 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 oh, I think it's the fact that we know that the quality is always there, yeah, exactly. And that's why I think this new album is going to be so interesting because it's the first time mm. it feels like Coldplay's cryptically. I guess. Yeah. It looks like they're doing two different things in one go. And we haven't Which seen is a that. Terrifying and exciting prospect. Well, exactly. That's that's it. It's Coldplay are doing something different by doing not the same thing, they're doing something different again. But they've found something else that they mm. can do something different with. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I get that. Um yeah. On the spot, this is an on the spot question. Favorite Coldplay songs go, <laughs> and why? All right, I'll give you my absolute number one mm-hmm. straight off the bat: "Death and All His Friends." Mm-hmm. Why is it my favorite? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it's tricky. Um, I love everything about that song. I think it's incredible musically. I think it's incredible lyrically. Uh, just the overall structure of it is fascinating to me because it sounds like three songs in one. Mm-hmm. I like. I used to think of it as as kind of like two two different sounds, but it, it is genuinely three. It has a gentle, slow build to it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like it finds its energy in the middle there and and starts ramping in, and then it just takes the most left of left turns Mm -hmm. and dives into this crazy descent of sound followed by a very interesting final line for the song and the way they the way they sing it you can't actually take a breath in between singing the last line it just it runs because it's quite a long piece but I don't, I don't know. I love it. I, I love everything about it. it. It's the one Coldplay song where I was absolutely hell-bent on learning how to play it on the piano, like, the second I heard it. It's such a long song because it takes these different turns and different kind of... It is. ...styles. I've al- it's not a criticism. I've felt like it's, it's worth it. Yeah, oh, you know, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I, I absolutely adore it. And I remember in year 11... At school, we had a Christmas concert that, well, the, the school did a Christmas concert every year at the end of the year for the students, basically like a big talent show for the students mm-hmm. to get up and do performances. And I remember we did, uh, a few <laughs> of my friends and I, we did Death and All His Friends. Yeah. And it was so much fun to be able to go up and perform it. And it just, I, I love so much about the song. I love the, especially the fact that it's fighting death and all his friends and saying, I won't be a part of that. 
I will not allow myself to enter into that kind of life and that kind of world. Mm-hmm. And number two? It's, it's rebellious. It's rebellious. It's powerful. It's awesome. Do you have a number two? And number a number two? three, perhaps? A second and a third favorite Coldplay song. Oh, yo, 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 yo. It's, it's a hard one. Um, it's a really hard one because I, I have a definite favorite too. Mine being Strawberry I, Swing. But two and three, I don't know. There's 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 ones I'm very partial to. Prospects March Poppy Fields is mm-hmm. incredible. Yep. And I think it's highly underrated. The instrumental piece Postcards from Far Away is one of my favorites. Yes. It, that, no, but that's such an underrated one. That one you never hear anyone mention. No one ever talks about that's its another, existence. That's another one I can play on the piano. <laughs> you, have, you have to play it on. You played Death and All His Friends through, but not that one. You need to play that one. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I love that piece. Um, oh, I know one. This is one I've loved for years and years <laughs> and years. Twisted Logic. Uh, trying to think of Twisted log- Logic. You'll go backwards and then you'll go Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yes. Why, yes. why, why, why Twisted Logic? It's, it's <coughs> weird, like me. Weird like you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's weird. It's weird. And it has feels, everything feels offbeat about it. Mm, all right. There's nothing, like, it's a really erratic song. No, I, I like that. Yeah. See, I, I'm I'm more... I mean, Coldplay is, is pretty mainstream, and I think that most people in the world, if you said, what yep. who, what do you like, people will say Coldplay. But you've managed to find ones that are kind of left field, even for Coldplay. Um, yeah, I, but I love that about them. They just, yeah, because no, they have them. no, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. See, I would say that, see, my favourite is, is then Strawberry Swing, um, yep. I I love everything about that song. I love the fact that it's rated one of the most relaxing songs of all time. Um, mm. The film clip to go with it is superb. You know, it's that it's where that um, not the birthplace of, but it's where kind of mainstream media took off with that idea of you know the the camera looking bird's eye camera looking straight down and you know the stop motion animation yeah. around the person lying on the floor basically. Um, yeah. I think that was a superb film clip. The song is such an interesting kind of um it's lullaby mixed with uh I don't know what you'd call it, but it whimsical kind of happy go lucky floating along. It's just such a nice sounding song. I just love it so much and the lyrics that go along with it. You know, it just paints this picture mm. Completely different picture to what the film clip shows, but such a beautiful That's part of the song. Charm of it, though. Yeah, it's just such a beautiful song. I love that song so much, and I'm so sad that I've only heard uh, a Coldplay released a live version of it on Left, Right, Left, Right, Left. But they also I love that album. Yeah, absolutely. But then they also played it at the Paralympic Games opening ceremony, or was it the Olympic Games closing ceremony? I'm not sure. One of those two. Or even the Paralympic Games closing ceremony for London 2012. And that was so nice to hear that. Such a surprise to hear that song played. And it fit the bill so perfectly. Perfectly them sitting on this lush green hill. You know, kids all around them. And that song just playing out to the stadium was wonderful. Um, I thought that... I think that... (coughs) Excuse me. I I have songs like then Yellow. um, Yeah, of course. Viva La Vida. Uh, Violet yeah. Hill. Um, oh, Violet Hill's amazing. Yeah, look, the scientist. There's what about, clocks. Yeah. What about politic? A politic, of course. Fix you. You know, there's yeah. such big songs. Yeah, I well, think like, fix you is, you know, like, that's such a big song for them. That what, that song was. What was it? it? Was written for Gwyneth Paltrow's father dying? Was it? Yeah. 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 Um. I think that I think that I think that the scientist again such <clears throat> such an interesting film clip 
Um, a very powerful film clip too. Yeah, but again, I it's just such a wonderful song. You know, it's about going, about trying to repair things that that you know you've moved on from, you've gone f- forward yeah. from it. Um, but actually, I think Everglow, Everglow is 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 probably I'd say my second favorite Coldplay song. Again, yeah. it's the same sort of beat. It's the same sort of style as Everglow. Uh, oh, sorry, as um, the Scientist. Um, and then it's probably a, it's a tie between. I can't be a tie, but I'm trying to decide between Yellow. Um, I think the the best Coldplay kind of riff will be the the opening to Clocks. I don't think you could ever beat. Clocks is it's such a no. weird song because it's such a such bizarre song lyrics such just what the hell is he talking about but wonderful piano powerful song Clocks is timeless I feel like that's meant to be the point of it it's <laughs> it's meant to just be a little bit nuts Well it's like time it's like what the hell is time how does time operate properly you know yeah Clocks yeah. is Clocks is fantastic but I think it's it's I'm trying to decide between Yellow, Viva La Vida, and Violet Hill for number three. We've That's already, where I'm at. We've already mentioned it, but this would be very high up in my list, and I'm assuming yours as well. Charlie Brown. Uh, Charlie Brown's fantastic. I Look, I, I grew a lot of... Um, I kind of started getting a bit sick of Paradise before we saw them live, because um, it was so yeah. overdone. I- yeah, I like Paradise, but yeah, I agree. <coughs> it's not Coldplay's you know, fault. One of my though. absolute, absolute... Mm. No, it's not. No, mm. like, it just it got played everywhere. Yes. One of my absolute favourite Coldplay songs is not even on a Coldplay album. Which one? It never made... It never made Milo Xyloto. This song was on the Every Teardrop is a Waterfall EP. Yes. So on that EP, there were three songs, Every Teardrop is a Waterfall, which we know made it to the album, mm-hmm. Major Minus, which we also know mm-hmm. made it to the album, mm-hmm. but the third song, Moving to Mars. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't even considered Moving to Mars. Um, I remember the first time I listened part of to the it. Reason, yeah. Part of the reason I love it so much is because <coughs> it evokes um, a lot of Bowie, mm. particularly Life on Mars and Starman, just the the whole Ziggy Stardust mm. era. That song, I remember has the, that feel to it. Yeah, and, and I remember the first time I listened to it, and I was like, "It look, it is a really different sort of style to what Milo's a lot of. It fits on the EP, no doubt. Like there is sort of you can tie it into that, but it's, yeah, but it, it and it it is right that it's not on the album because it is certainly a different sort of." different way and different sort of it, it just doesn't really fit but i'm so glad that they went ahead and they made it into they, they completed the song and released it on the ep because yeah. it, it is certainly not milo's a lotto but it yeah it's a really interesting one i love it yeah it's, no ab- ab- that's a song absolutely. that i can listen to over and over no ab- absolutely and and so i i wonder where where what what are we what what's what's the the I don't know the um, working title of this album that will go with "Every Day Sunrise so the, Sunset." So the the album itself is called "Everyday Life." Yeah, but what they've done, they've given each each of the albums on it their own title. So the first half is titled "Sunrise" and the second is titled "Sunset." Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if we'll get an album of yeah okay a double album but i wonder if we'll get an album of two halves properly in the sense that half of it a bit like which which um which beatles album was it that was meant to run from one to the next you know each song each what song mean? where each song is literally a link to the next song you know you should listen through it to uh, it through okay so the second half of abbey road is like that, where you should technically listen yeah. to it as a continuation yeah. of one song to the next. I wonder, not necessarily... Yeah, so, mm. yeah, so basically what happened with Abbey Road, it was the final album that they recorded, even though it was the second last album that they released. Yeah. Because the last album they released was um, Let It Be, which they had already recorded. Um, when they went to record Abbey Road, it was the final album, and what they did... this 
so side two of the album has a medley on it so it'll side two goes here comes the sun because and then the medley yeah medley it's yeah here we, here we go i'm gonna read up wikipedia's explanation of it because it actually explains it quite well yeah side two contains a 16 minute medley of eight short songs recorded over july and august and blended into a suite by paul mccartney and george martin some songs were written and originally recorded in demo form during sessions for the white album and the get back let it be um, recording which later appeared on anthology three while the idea for the medley was McCartney's, Martin claims credit for some structure, adding he wanted to get John and Paul to think more seriously about their music. So the medley, yeah, eight songs, 16 minutes, and it was just bits and pieces that flowed in and out of each other and would repeat pieces through it. So it kicks off with You Never Give Me Your Money, yeah, and then the second one is Sun King, and then it goes to Mean Mr. Mustard. Yes. And then Polythene Pam. Mm-hmm. And Mean Mr. Mustard and Polythene Pam absolutely intertwine with each other because they reference each other in both songs. Then it goes to She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, followed by Golden Slumbers, mm-hmm. and then Carry That Weight, and then The End. But Carry That Weight also chucks in a few elements from You Never Give Me Your Money. Yeah, so right. it does all link together quite nicely. So I wonder if I wonder if if what Coldplay is going for here, not something of the same nature where the songs literally play through into each other um, and reference each other, but if we'll get something like that where there's a distinct kind of story to two halves. Um, yeah, you know, we'll have a, a running. I mean, obviously, an album tends to have a running theme, but if we'll have a running theme between two separate halves, one one half, you know, of you know, sunrise and that kind of feeling and the, the emotions that evokes and that sort of thing. or if, And then we'll have a second half where the same sort of thing plays out, but for sunset. <clears throat> I, I think it would be interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. Who knows what they're going to do? Who knows what Coldplay do, but... It'll absolutely be interesting. It'll just be a question of which way they decide to direct it in. Basically, yeah. Basically. We'll see, though. We don't know. We, we, we're, I, we are... Seriously massive Coldplay fans. I'm an enormous Coldplay fan. I cannot wait to see yeah. what happens tomorrow night for me at 7.30. Um, yeah, which is 25 hours, 27 minutes from now for me at time of recording. Jeez. Mm, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's exciting. I can't wait. And that's all I, I got. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I got. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be another day away for me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and it's it's coming up real soon, like it's flying along. So what? What? Hang on, hang on, hang on. So how? Pirate, where is it? Where is it? I've got the countdown open. I'm, I want to have a look at this. All right, one day, one hour, twenty five minutes, thirty six seconds. So what's that going to be for me? The hour and twenty five. Oh my god, that's that's going to be five thirty in the morning. What time is it there for you now? Uh, 4.04. Drew, you are up so late. Philip, we've been talking for hours. We have been talking for hours. We've done... We So, for those listening, of course, uh, what you're getting right now are the dregs of about four hours worth of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right right now, you're, you're about 43, 44 minutes into an episode of a podcast. For us, we are two hours and 56 minutes into a phone call. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So yeah, uh, we, and look, this is a, this is something that um, Sarah often complains about. I think Bianca's complained about it a lot. No doubt, my parents have complained about it a lot. The fact that we just talk off air for so long, and then finally time to record, and we go, uh, yep. what are we talking about? <laughs> oh God, we do it too much. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I I keep saying it. We need to as soon as we start our phone call conversations. Just hit record on something separate so we can just have a shitload of B-roll because there is so much bullshit that we talk we about off air. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to make a B-roll episode. <laughs> exactly. Just purely based on conversations in the background. Literally just, just, just us talking. <clears throat> yeah. Just as a bonus episode. It doesn't even need to be part of the numbers. No, it, it, exactly right. Exactly right. You oh. know, even... even 
I, I mean, it's too late for it now, probably, but episode 113, because 13 kind of looks like B. Yep. Yeah, but we've only got two <laughs> weeks to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah we got time. We've only got two we got weeks time. to we do that. We can figure it out. Because this is 111. Yeah. See, time flies when you're having fun. We hope that this was a fun one for you. I mean, we're, we're, we're rambling here. We're, yeah. we're not rambling, but we're kind of... We're at the end of our episode. We're just gushing about Coldplay. Yeah, exactly. We're, just us going all fanboy which, on everything. <clears throat> but we can do that. We, mm. we love Coldplay. Exactly. We love who they are as artists. We love what they contribute to the musical landscape. And again, again like, like even at their weakest, their weakest entry is still a strong entry into their catalog. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Coldplay, I, I think, are probably one of the more consistent bands I don't have an. They are. I don't have an they issue with are. any of their albums. Um, I could happily sit there and listen to an entire album through. I may not remember all of the songs on every single album because there's so many bloody songs, but I, I would. Yeah. I have no problem listening to it through, you know, and I will enjoy all of it because, yeah, they're consistent. I, they do everything. I love the fact that 100%. every every album sounds different for them as well. Yeah, you know, you, you'll never they, get if you had reinvent. to exactly if you had to sit down and listen to all of Coldplay's work, you wouldn't necessarily get bored because you're always listening to a completely no. different style. They change it up so much from each album, but again, they do everything completely. It's almost like they go off and discover themselves again and what style of music they want to do again, and then they mm. go, "Oh, let's do it with this sort of style. All right, let's learn all about this. Let's teach ourselves this Lord. style." Or and then they do this it. This is how we feel. This is how we're going to put it out. Mm. Yeah. And I love how the whole band feels like that they are so in tune with each other that they are, you know, there's none of this kind of like, oh, well, we don't want to do that style, so let's not, or, you know, we're not going to put in our yeah. full effort. They kind of just all put in maximum effort into whatever style, which is such a nice sign. And you never, you never hear a word about them in the media. Like, no, they are so just... quiet. Even when, they, even when an album gets launched... You know, yeah. There's, there's no news other than the launch of the album. I think the biggest drama for them is who is Chris Martin dating. You know, that's it. No one gives a shit yeah. about. There's no issue yeah, with Chris, what's going on Chris's with Coldplay. Life is the only thing that keeps cropping up. Yeah, exactly. And half the time it's because of how batshit crazy Gwyneth Paltrow is. Yes. With Goop, or whatever <laughs> her company is. Yes. Something like that. But again, and that's but and that's that's funny. Like that's that's it. You know. It's a joke, but it's also real. There is nothing to gossip about Coldplay. No, there's not, and that's awesome. Mm, I love that, and I always I mean, the only time, yeah, like they they garnered a bit of news because one of them was in an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do also love the fact that, let's be honest, Chris Martin is the frontman for Coldplay, and when people think Coldplay, they do kind of think Chris Martin, but he yeah. he takes it upon himself. Um, obviously selflessly not to intentionally make it look like this but he tries to push the other guys so far forward because he understands that Coldplay is nothing without the others you know and they are so genuinely a group and also the fact that even their manager is seen as the extra member of Coldplay because he is so important to them and what they do yeah Phil Harvey is the fifth member of the band Mm. they're very open about that you know it just yeah it's just such a nice story and mm, do you remember at the Headful of Dreams concert, as the stadium was still like slowly getting people in, like it, I don't think it was even, it wasn't full. It might have been maybe around half capacity. Mm-hmm. That we're all just sort of standing around, or you were up in up in your bleachers, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Chris Martin just walks out on stage. And just, oh hey everybody, I'm Chris. Uh, just wanted to. Uh, say, you know, thanks for coming today and uh, just wanted to let you know about the opening acts tonight. Yeah. Do you he, remember that? Yeah, he took it upon himself to actually go to the he detail just... of talking about them. And, and But there was no big announcement. There was no. nothing. He just, he walked out like he was one of the crew members mm. and just grabbed the mic and just went and started speaking. Everyone just went, what? And what? that's and that's the thing. It is so kind of, despite the fact that they sell out and play at these massive arenas to massive people and have such huge following around the world, they always yeah. try and come across as like a local indie sort of band, 
giving they a do. go they and trying to push to have forward. Forgotten their roots. No, and again, and, and like I said during like, like earlier on, the fact that their shows, yeah, they make their shows so extravagant or try to make them as exciting as they can because it's all about making the fans or giving back to the fans and letting the fans have such an amazing experience. I, I really appreciate that and think it's a wonderful thing. Mm. <clears throat> um, true, that gets us to that moment in the show where we have to talk yes, about or consider our sick Kent of the week for this week. Of course, think, if you'd like to be on the show, yeah. make sure you reach out to us, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Carrier Pigeon, uh, in person, knock on the door, whatever yes. it is. Um, if you're on the show, you're more than likely to receive sick Kent of the week if you're at, if it is your first week on the show, first time on the show. Uh, Drew, Indeed it is. <clears throat> as we have no guests yes. this week, we have to think of one. I can't remember who if we've given it to Coldplay before, because obviously they're you know, who I would be giving it to if I knew for sure that we haven't had it before. I don't before. remember either, but I am, I'm still comfortable doing it. Yeah, me too. I, I think that... I mean, we've given it yeah. out to people twice before. So, anyway. Yes. Coldplay? Coldplay. Coldplay, you are this week's Sick Kent of the Week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Enjoy Feel it. Feel free to come and claim your prize from us in person. Absolutely. I'm here in the UK. You can reach out to me and see me if you want to. You know, you're probably here in the country somewhere or not. I don't know. Who knows? He'll but... buy you a beer as well. Yeah, I will. Happily. And then expect <laughs> some free concert tickets. Uh, and an exclusive <laughs> look at the album. But, alas. Drew, by the time this episode goes up, by the time it goes up, by the time... Who knows? Yeah. There will be whatever the announcement is by the time this is up, probably. Let's be honest. Pro- um, probably. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. It is. And you know what else is exciting? Next week, it'll be Halloween. Yes, we've got a Halloween episode to do. Of course, it will be Halloween. Yeah, we are actually putting a Halloween episode out on Halloween. Let's make sure we get that one out on time, so that way it is certainly out on Halloween, I think. <laughs> Let's well, this one's going to be out on time. Yes, it will. That's true. It is absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, yes, but Drew, I thank you for being on the show as always, and thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you too. Uh, thank you very much. Love being here. Love being along for the ride as always. <laughs> um, always good fun. Yeah, always, always. Uh, and yeah, until uh, next week. Yep. yep.